BYU Cougar basketball is back in action. TJ stopping at the free throw line, lobbing it up for the only child who reaches back and hammers it home. Let's get you ready to root on the boys in blue. This is Cougar Pregame Live on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. Here's your host, Jason Shepard. Good evening, BYU basketball fans. Welcome into another edition of Cougar Pregame Live. Tonight, the BYU Cougars back at home hosting the Dons of San Francisco. Now, BYU won its third game in a row on Thursday night, dominating Portland at the Child Center, 85-54. to And the big story of the game was the play of Jake Toulson. Actually, the big story of the game was the fact that Jake Toulson played after suffering a severe ankle injury in the win over St. Mary's. Jake's status for the game against the Pilots was unclear. He was officially listed as a game-time decision. He dressed and he warmed up, but it still seemed like a long shot that he would play. And you could certainly understand him wanting a game or two to let the ankle heal. But not only did he play, he started, and he was fantastic. Toulson led the team in scoring with 22 points, including 6 of 8 from 3. He was brilliant. Yoli Childs also finished with 22 points, but scored the majority of his points almost exclusively in the second half. It was one of those games that BYU was clearly the better team, and they dominated a struggling Portland team from the tip. Now that brings us to tonight's matchup with San Francisco. BYU's last loss came at USF back on January 25th, and that was a frustrating game, not just because of the loss, but because of how the Dons shot the ball, specifically Khalil Shabazz, who was a perfect 10 for 10 from the field with six threes and finished with 32 points. Adding more to the frustration of that game, Shabazz has struggled mightily shooting the ball since that game. The Cougars have been looking forward to this one, I can promise you that, hoping for some payback tonight at the Marriott Center. This season, BYU Basketball and Mountain America Credit Union are changing lives. For each three-pointer BYU makes, Mountain America will donate $50 to the American Red Cross to help fund humanitarian services and programs. It's time for tonight's player interview, and appropriately, talking with Jake Toulson. His play this season, even before his impressive performance at Portland, has been huge. Toulson's one of the best shooters in the country, hitting 49% from the field and 50% from three, which, by the way, is second best in the nation. I talked with Jake before practice yesterday. Here's our conversation. I want to know how the ankle's feeling right now. I mean, it looked so bad. The fact that you played against Portland, I was so impressed with that. How does it feel right now? Um, it's it's doing all right. Uh, it's it's pretty stiff, kind of sore. Um, but you know, I was glad that I was able to play last night and get the win. So uh, it felt good enough to play last night. Was there any point where you thought you weren't going to play, or were you pretty much sure you could handle? whatever discomfort there was in order to play? Um, that's a good question because, uh, you know, working with Rob and, and being smart, you know, it's not just about this one game. It's about the rest of the season. So we wanted to be really smart about it and just make sure that I was uh, ready to play and that I was, you know, out there helping the team because if, if I wasn't able to run or do any of that, I wouldn't be helping the team. So I, I kind of just took it day by day and hour by hour, seeing how it felt. I was really aggressive with the treatment and – I don't know. I think I wanted. I always wanted to play, but uh, on on the day of the game, it was 
still, you know, bother me a little bit. But then once I got warmed up and got it taped up and got the adrenaline kicking in, then I figured I would give it a go. Well, to say that you, you wanted to help the team would be an understatement, to say the least. You were locked in from the get-go. A game like that, even though it's against a team that's 1-8 in the conference, those are really big games to come out and especially play the way you guys did. Yeah, I think it was a huge game, especially coming off uh, the, the the super emotional St. Mary's game. And then, uh, I mean, any any night it's in, in our league, it's really hard to win, especially against a team like Portland who, who's desperate for a win. And so we knew we had to, to bring the fight and, and be locked in and – I think that we we were able to do that last night. I asked Coach Feger a couple of games ago about you, and I asked him specifically because he had been with you at UVU and now obviously here, where he thought you had made your biggest strides. Like, where are you a different player now versus even, you know, a year or two ago? How would you answer that question? That's a good question. I think think I'm I'm just more mature and... uh, I, I've been doing this for a long time, and and this is my last chance to uh, to you know play college basketball on on such a great team. And you know maybe in earlier uh, years of my career, I'd be concerned about my numbers and stats and scoring and all that s- stuff that doesn't matter. But right now, I really just am doing everything that I can to help this team win, and whether that's you know shoot, scoring the ball, shooting the ball, you know getting rebounds, whatever whatever is asked of me, and then and then trying to be the best leader that I can. Um, I think that's that's where I'm trying to, to stay right now. For what it's worth, you mentioned leader. That's what Coach Figger said. Seeing your leadership grow year after year, that's what he said about you. How important is that for you to be? And obviously in your situation, people are going to look up to you just because of where you are in, in, in terms of basketball. But how important is that to you for your teammates to be a leader for them? Yeah, I just, I mean... I think I try to just bring my best effort every single day, and and I try to have a lot of fun. Um, this team, we we genuinely love each other, and we we care about each and every guy on this team. So, just try to try to have that positive attitude, um, and bring joy to the gym, and, and be a competitor. And I think. Uh, that's kind of been the the mantra of this team and and it's been infectious and everyone's kind of taken on that that personality of we have a lot of fun we want to win at at all costs and and we love each other so i think it's working and we got to just keep going everybody knew the strength of this team is going to be shooting are you guys even surprised at how well this team is shooting as a group certainly you specifically one of the best in the country this team three-point shooting number one in the country are you guys even amazed at how well this team is shooting I uh, to be honest I'm not and and whether we're you know first or 20th or whatever it doesn't really matter to me as long as we're um, taking the shots that that are the shots that we practice and we put in a lot of work Um, we practice shooting a lot and we give each other that confidence we we share the ball we we pass up a, a good shot for a great shot and no matter what who's taking the shot we believe that that person's going to knock it down and so we really we really um are, are shooting it well right now and and i'm uh it's helping us win games and and i think we're going to continue to do that it's just what the team does and we've done it all season long i know the game up in san francisco was certainly not uh, what you guys had hoped pretty safe to say you guys have uh, zeroed in on this and you've been looking forward to this one for sure yeah I think everyone's really excited about this this chance we have to see those guys again, and, and it's going to be a lot of fun tomorrow uh, kind of uh, seeing those guys one more time and 
and showing them the team that we are now opposed to the team that we were two weeks ago. Where do you think you guys, just even in that shorter period of time, where do you think you guys have evolved in just two weeks? I think we just that was just an opportunity for us to, to refocus and, and, and recommit to, to all of the little things that, that make us great. Uh, playing team defense, guarding isolations, uh, having that urgency. And, and we know we know we're a pretty good offensive team and we'll be able to score the ball. We have so many talented players, but this season's going to come down to uh, whether or not we're able to, to guard on a nightly basis. So uh, San Francisco kind of gave us a little reality check and we've, we've grown a lot since then and, and we're going to show them the team we are tomorrow. Jake, you're the man. Appreciate the time as always. Good luck against the Dons. Thank you. Appreciate it. That was Jake Toulson before practice yesterday. Excited to see this team face USF tonight. It's going to be uh, it's going to be a fun one at the Marriott Centers. We talked about uh, that loss to USF a couple of weeks ago. That was certainly uh, one that this team uh, regrets. And uh, been looking forward to this matchup uh, back here in Provo. Coming up next, we'll head to the Marriott Center side of tonight's basketball game between BYU and San Francisco. It's our courtside conversation coming up with Mark Durant. Cougar pregame live continues after this on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. Here's Jason Shepard with more Cougar pregame live on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. BYU hosting the Dons of San Francisco. The game coming your way in about 45 minutes from now. Let's head to the Marriott Center site of tonight's matchup and join all, I would say my good friend, but honestly, he's all of our really good friends. You hear him on the broadcast with Greg Rubel. He's the former BYU basketball superstar. He is the one and only Mark Durant. Good evening, Mark. Jason, I'm a friend to everyone. Yes. But you have a special place in my heart. Well, I appreciate that. That makes me feel good. And you know what also makes me feel good? When BYU comes out and just thoroughly dominates the opponent, which is exactly what happened Thursday night in Portland. And I think that that's, I think that's what impressed me the most was they did exactly what they were supposed to do. And I was impressed with the, the mentality that they had to just keep the pedal down from the get-go. You, sir, are coming off a great win streak. You got your Chiefs' Super Bowl. That's right. You got to watch Shakira. I know you were into that big time. Okay. And, uh, <laughs> and, <laughs> and you got the crush of, of Portland. I know, you know, I mean. I, 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 and I the Jazz wanna... snapped their five-game losing streak last night. Man. You're living the good life. Yeah, I mean, that was fun. I always get super nervous going up to Portland. You know, we've, they've been bit a couple times. You know, I, I still wake up with cold sweats thinking about Bobby Sharp. Yes. And, uh, and they had some good, you know, they have some good players. they got some good three-point shooters. So, it, to me, it was not a given. On the road in conference, I don't care who you're playing, you better show up because they're going to bite you if you don't. And But I, I think they came out and really – played well i thought everybody played well i thought the only reason it was even close in the first half is because yoli was not playing well and then he was just terrific in the second half and they they dominated that game so i hope that's more of what we see going forward especially on the road uh you know i pepperdine is looming out there for me san diego uh lmu you've got to take that approach and take care of business don't let them in the game don't let them get confident BYU did a great job of that at Portland, and they could just never get anything going, and BYU was terrific. 
when you look at the performance of Jake Toulson, I, I think there's there may be a sense because he was able to come back after the ankle injury in the St. Mary's game that maybe it wasn't as severe. That the ankle injury was pretty. I mean that that was not just your typical ankle tweak. The fact that he was able to come back and play against Portland and not just play but dominate, I think really said a lot about Jake Toulson. That was a lot of fun to watch. He is on a whole different level. I mean, he is maybe the best shooter that's ever played here. I don't say that lightly. You look at Andy Toulson. You look at Jimmer Fredetta, for heaven's sake. But he Mark has got Durant. such <laughs> – Yeah, that's that was the next person I was going to say. I mean, he has got such a beautiful, smooth stroke. It's very compact, doesn't need a lot of room, and there's very little effort. Same every time. I mean, it is a sweet, smooth jumper, and he's feeling confident. He's more aggressive looking for his shot, and he's just feeling it, man. I mean, I don't know what that's like to be in that kind of zone, but he is just so good. And that's why it was so scary when he did go down, and you saw the the video. It's not like it he wasn't really hurt. I mean, he really rolled that ankle, and you're thinking you couldn't put any pressure on it. You're thinking he's done for the season. And imagine how devastating that would be. But, you know, I credit BYU's trainers and stuff. They, You know, those kind of injuries are interesting because they hurt like a Dickens, but, they, you know, they're taped and they, they're doing the right thing. So even though it, it hurts, there's not a lot of damage that's done. And you can recover from it, obviously. And I think the the adrenaline for, for that game got him through it. And then it's one of those things where it hurts more the day after it happens. And, and so I think he's going to have to deal with a little bit of that the rest of the way. We sprain your ankles. Just going to always be there a little bit. But man, he's hasn't skipped a beat. He is just so good right now. He just shoots that ball so well on a team that is the best in the country from three. He is the best on the team. Alex Barcelo might say, well, not in conference, you are, because I'm pretty darn good. But overall, he is just an amazing, amazing shooter. There's at least the possibility of adding a pretty big talent to this roster towards the end of the year, and I'm talking about Gavin Baxter. He is available again tonight. Uh, officially, in terms of will he play, won't he play, we don't know that. Uh, Greg Rubel is going to talk with Mark Pope. Uh, and you will hear the interview coming up in about 15 minutes, hoping to get some more information uh, on Gavin's situation specifically. But we do, do know he's available to play, and he was inches away from taking the floor for the first time in Portland. Coach Pope joked that he, he just got a little too scared and pulled him back. Whether he plays or he doesn't, what, what's your opinion on Gavin and the possibility of at least playing and being part of this team moving forward for the rest of this year? Coaches used to do that to me all the time, pretend like they're <laughs> going to send me in and say, "No, we're just joking, man. You come, you're not going in." We, <laughs> and it wasn't because I was hurt. It was just a good decision by the coach. But uh, you know, Gavin, uh, number one thing is you just got to ease him, like ease, ease him, like Happy Gilmore, tap, tap, tappy. You know, just kind of a little bit at a time, so he is ready to go when you really need him. Now, would I love to have him in this game where? This is a San Francisco team that was breaking down guards and getting to the rim and, and really hurting BYU. Would it be nice to have a rim protector in this game? Absolutely. But I think as long as BYU can kind of handle the Dons tonight, we'll, I think we'll see him. I'm, I, have no, I have no information, but I think tonight we'll see him. But, uh, I, I, you know, I hope they don't need to see him. Yeah. Um, I mean, if, 
if, if he comes in in uh, like the first 10 minutes of the game, it's probably because we need him, and that would be unfortunate. But, yeah, just ease him in because he is a difference maker. And when you really need to make the difference is in a couple weeks from now. But I, I'm so excited for him. All hope was lost for him, and uh, now he'll you know, get to be a part of this team, which I think is a pretty special team, and adding him into the mix I think makes them so much more I mean, he, he brings something, Jason, that they just don't have. That right. length, yep. athleticism, rim protection. I mean, they, they desperately need that. And that's really been their biggest weakness this year. And uh, so plugging him in, I mean, that, that, that where's the weakness now? You don't have one on this team if you've got Gavin Baxter on the floor. And, again, what we know officially is that he's available. Uh, beyond that, we don't know, and hopefully. Uh, he, just, he just dunked on a post move with his left hand. So, if you can do that, just play, right, Jason? Okay, well, we'll see, we will see if he makes his debut. And, again, hopefully get more information uh, when Greg talks with uh, Coach Pope coming up in about, uh, about 10 to 12 minutes from now. Greg always gets the scoop. He, Greg, look, that's why, that's why he's the voice of the Cougars. The man gets the news, okay? So when you, when, you, when you hear it from Greg, you know it to be true. It's just an honor to know Greg Rubel. I mean, Is he sitting the, right next to you? Is he listening to this conversation right now? He's kind of listening. Like during the games, he kind of listens to me, <laughs> but not really, you know. So let's talk about San Francisco and the fact that despite the performance they had on the hilltop, they have not come close to duplicating anything close to that since that game, specifically uh, your boy uh, Khalil Shabazz. How Shabazz, does, yes. got, we got Shabazz yeah. on the hill. How does BYU play the Dons this time to try and ensure that what we saw at San Francisco doesn't happen again? Dude made 11 for 11, and I don't think he's made one since. <laughs> and I'm, I'm exaggerating. His numbers have been really poor since then. And not just him. Bouye was amazing. Those two right. guys those two guys beat BYU. No one else was even near double figures. And those two guys were just Incredible. So what you want to do is not let them feel that way again. They've had three or four, three losses. They haven't played well. Don't let them think they're going to have a, a night like they had on the hill. So you really got to defend. Uh, don't don't give them any open shots. Look to help. Um, and, and like I said, you've got to have better rotations. It's not just about three point shots. It's about them getting to the rim, beating the guard the guards on the perimeter, getting to the rim and scoring laps. And so. You really have to be zoned and focused. It's amazing those two guys beat you because they're not not the best guys on this team. You know, got you got thousand point scores in Rotino and Menlin. And those guys didn't do it. It was Shabazz and Bouye. And so, you know, I, I think what you the most important thing to do is reinforce that they've lost three in a row and come out early, take away those two guys, don't let them get in the zone, and make them think that they're going to have four in a row rather than going back to that memory because. You know, you play games, and it's and then it's your memory. You think BYU is a team that I play well against, and and it's weird how that works. So you've got to reassert yourself right away that tonight's going to be different than it was on the hill. Those keys to the game for Mark Durant brought to you by Ken Garf Honda, Nissan, and Volkswagen and Orm, proudly presenting our keys to the game feature. It's crazy to think, Mark. Including tonight, BYU has six regular season games remaining before Vegas. I can't believe that there's just a handful of games left before conference tournament begins. Yeah, they're in a good spot, and you just take care of business. You know, this is one of those games you just can't lose at home and uh, just to come out and play well. I think if BYU can keep 
you know, San Francisco makes about nine or ten threes a game. If you keep them to under ten threes in this game on the road, I think BYU will win this game. Mark, great stuff. Appreciate it. Uh, we'll hear you with Greg coming up in just a few minutes. Thank you, my friend. All right. Have a good one. Thanks. There we go. The great Mark Durant. You'll hear him on the broadcast with Greg Rubel coming up in just a few minutes. After a quick timeout, check out some other scores in college basketball, plus an update from the Smith Fieldhouse. Number two, BYU men's volleyball taking on number eight, Pepperdine. We'll get to all that coming up on the other side as Cougar Pregame Live rolls on on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. Let's get you back to Cougar Pregame Live with your host, Jason Shepard. BYU San Francisco coming your way tonight from the Marriott Center. Tip-off coming your way at 7.30 Mountain Time. We'll obviously have it for you here right here on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. Let's update you on other action. We'll start locally as we like to do. Earlier today, it was Seattle in Orem taking on UVU, Utah Valley, Falls in overtime, 87-85 in favor of Seattle. Southern Utah at home defeats Portland State, 85-57. That game in Cedar City. One game going on right now between Utah and Cal. That game in Salt Lake City, 45 seconds to go in the first half. The Utes with a 10-point lead at 32-22. Coming up at 7 o'clock tonight, Northern Arizona at Weber State and Utah State in Logan hosting Boise State. Earlier today, women's basketball went on the road in San Diego, went into the fourth quarter with a two-point lead, but unfortunately the Toreros would outscore BYU in the final quarter, and the Cougars lose 51-45. Paisley Johnson leading BYU with 19 points. Coming up later on tonight at 7.30 Mountain Time, BYU softball just beginning their season this weekend. They continue their tournament in Puerto Vallarta, Mexico, taking on number three Oklahoma again, 7.30 Mountain Time. We'll update you on that action uh, throughout the evening. And I mentioned men's volleyball, number two in the country, hosting number eight Pepperdine at the Smith Fieldhouse. It appeared that BYU was on its way to another sweep, but Pepperdine rallies late in the third set, forcing set number four. They are in set four. It is all tied up at five apiece. All right, back to college basketball. Top 25 games, and it was a doozy between number seven Duke and North Carolina. It went into overtime, and the Blue Devils get the win by two, 98-96. One other game going on right now, Air Force is hosting number four San Diego State. It is the Aztecs with a lead of 40-33 to with 90 seconds to go in that one. Your schedule tonight in the West Coast Conference, number two Gonzaga at St. Mary's. Certainly we'll all be paying attention to that game. If St. Mary's loses, and this game is in Moraga, and BYU wins tonight, Cougars in sole possession all by themselves in second place. Also Pepperdine at Pacific, San Diego hosting Portland. All right. Coming up next, we're going to get you over to the Marriott Center, get you ready for tonight's matchup with the Cougar Pregame Coaches Show with Greg Rubel. You're listening to BYU Basketball on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. It's time to get the inside scoop on today's game. This is the Zions Bank Cougar Pregame Coaches Show. Zions Bank. For a financial slam dunk, Zions Bank is for you. 
The Cougar Pregame Coaches Show is also brought to you by Mountain America Credit Union, Mountain America's cash bonus on balance transfers. Now, let's head back to the MoBetta's courtside seats and join the voice of the Cougars, Greg Grubel. Good evening, Cougar basketball fans. Welcome courtside inside the Marriott Center here in Provo, Utah. Tonight, the BYU Cougars seek to extend a 10-game home court win streak and a current overall three-game win streak with the San Francisco Dons in town. USF has had BYU's number of late winning each of the last three meetings, including comebacks from 14 points down in each of the last two get-togethers. Your play-by-play presenter, Greg Rubel, sitting alongside my longtime broadcast partner, my good friend, the former Cougar hoopster himself, Mark Durant. And DeMarc, two weeks ago today, we were on the hilltop, but we may as well have been in the twilight zone because BYU shot 52% from the field, 56% from the arc, and lost because the Dons shot even better. They got turned on, and BYU could not find the off switch. It was one of the most really stinging losses we've called. And to the Cougars' credit, though, they've bounced back from that setback, and they remain on a shooting roll themselves coming into the rematch. BYU got shabazzed and booyahed on the hill, man. Listen, you have your rankings of the the tough losses. Obviously, Utah, number one, that was a killer for me. And that San Francisco game was right there, number two, because... BYU was just rolling. Like you said, they played so well. Had a big lead in the second half, and and they had Yoli Childs on the floor. So you're thinking, no, this is not going to happen again. They've got Yoli. He'll stop the big run, and uh, and it just, I mean, BYU played 35 minutes of great basketball and five minutes of just terrible basketball, and the same time they're playing their worst ball, San Francisco was unbelievable. I mean, Shabazz was as good as I've ever seen in person, a guy feeling it like him. So you got you got to kind of change your mindset. You're at home. Don't let those guys get in that zone again. Don't let them get that good feeling. And it's going to be a challenge because once you play good against a team, then you feel good against that team. They're, they're thinking, I'm going to have another game because they haven't the last three or four games. Yep. And and they're going to look to, to get that back. So BYU's really got to be focused on stopping those two guys. All right, when we come back, we'll hear from BYU head coach Mark Pope as the Zions Bank Cougar pregame coaches show continues right here on the new skin BYU Sports Network. BYU Radio can help you stay informed and entertained anywhere, anytime. You're tuned to the Cougar Pregame Coaches Show. For more with head coach Mark Pope, let's rejoin your host, Greg Rubel. All right, Saturday Night Hoops here at the Marriott Center where the BYU Cougars host the San Francisco Dons. The Cougars had won 11 in a row against the Dons. Then the tables turned, and USF's won the last three in this series, including the game played two weeks ago tonight when uh, the Dons roared back from down 14 to beat BYU. USF was led by Khalil Shabazz, who scored a career-high 32 on 10-for-10 shooting. He's since gone 10-for-32. Time now for our pregame conversation with BYU head coach Mark Pope, brought to you by Zions Bank. For a financial slam dunk, Zions Bank is for you. And I asked Coach Pope about uh, how what happened on the hilltop two weeks ago has refocused and maybe actually helped his team as the Cougars head down the home stretch with an eye toward the NCAA tournament. You know, it helped us in the fact that you guys have responded, and hopefully it's helped us get better. We, you know, we talk about it every day is how can we get better, can we get better. And every time we get exposed, uh, in any different way. There's a thousand different ways your team can get exposed that it hasn't been exposed before, and, and it helps grow you if you treat it right, if you if you respond the, the right way. And so 
hopefully, um, you know, in, in a painful way this time, we, we got exposed in a couple of ways, and, and hopefully we're better. Hopefully we figure out some things, and we'll get tested again tonight just two weeks later. There's an emotional response, there's a mindset response, but there's also a tactical response or an individual responsibility response, and some guys have really turned up their play on the defensive end in the last couple of weeks. Well, it's, 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 um, we just know, you know, we've, we've talked about it now straight for the last two weeks, that in this stretch, uh, there's going to be one or two or three games where we have to win with our defense, um, whether uh, we have a weird lineup or, or, you know, it's a night where shots don't fall or, or it's, uh, we, for whatever reason we feel off, we're going to have to find a a way to win a game by guarding and um, so we're trying to prepare ourselves for that steal ourselves for it and and uh, make sure that we're ready for when those nights come and and uh, in, a, in a really masochistic way I'm looking forward to them to see where we are right now because because certainly in postseason play you're gonna have to win a game that way you just are every team is gonna have to win a game that way and so we have to see if we're there if if we've if we've made some progress that so we can do that what has to either happen or can't happen again for you to get the result you want this time against USA? Well, we, we have to play with force and determination on the offensive end. is really important. This concept of force, I know it sounds uh, kind of vague, but um, in everything that we do, we have to be the aggressor. We have to be powerful. We've got to do it in a simple way. Uh, in the post, you know, we can't be run away from the hoop. We have to be making moves to the hoop. Uh, in transition, we have to really pass it and then, and then really pound the ball. We've got to be strong with the ball against our press if they go to it or 1-3-1. Uh, and our decision making has to be alert and ready and, and on the attack. Um, so that's really important for us on the offensive end and, and, and on the defensive end. We have to find a way to, you know, to to manage these uh, really really athletic guards. Uh, their starting point guard and the guard off the bench, and and their starting three, who's our leading scorer, who actually didn't have much of a game against us because other guys were going off so well. So you know, um, it's got to be one on five isolation experience for them, not a one on one or a one on two isolation experience. And uh, you know that includes the rotations on the back end of penetration that, that hopefully we've we've uh, you know locked in on. And we're going to be tested tonight in, in all those ways, and, and uh, we'll, we'll see how we do. A couple of personnel notes: you almost checked Gavin Baxter in at Portland. You did not. What will you do with him tonight? Well, the, the plan is to the plan is to put him in the game. It's it's such an expensive decision, and and he he wants it. We've had multiple multiple conversations. His parents are um, are really excited for him to have an opportunity to help this team, and um, it still is. You know, clearly, it's you know everybody understands why it's an expensive decision, and um, but, it, but the plan is to put him in today, unless I unless I chicken out again. <laughs> you're you're going to say unless there again. Yeah, um, you know this is one where we're we're just uh, putting a lot of faith and just in good fortune uh, with this. And I, I do think that it's uh, I, I love the fact that Gavin is so eager and excited to to jump in and help this team. He wants so badly to play, and it's going to be a it's going to be a process. He hasn't played for four months, and he doesn't really know us and our terminology and, and the way we play in terms of being on the floor to do it and that's a process and uh, he does have incredible makeup ability and so he can withstand making some mistakes and you know we're gonna we're gonna you know he understands that um that you know it could be a couple minutes here and a couple minutes there and as we as we try and insert him in this lineup and we have a great locker room of guys that, that are excited about that too so so you know if, if i can have the courage to do it then <laughs> it's going to try to be a good thing okay and finally how's jake sankle coming along he's doing good he's a little bit better yesterday hopefully he'll, he'll even feel a little, bit, a little bit better tonight all right have a great one coach you and the boys we'll talk to you post game thanks Rick. That is Mark Pope and tonight's Zions Bank Cougar pregame coaches show. Title and escrow can be complicated with over 50 years experience in Utah. Provo Land Title has the expertise to navigate your buying, selling, or building project. Provo Land Title, making the complicated easier. 
The BYU Store Cougar Tip-Off Show coming up next on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. It's almost time to hit the hardwood. This is the Cougar Tip-Off Show, brought to you by the BYU Store, official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. The Cougar Tip-Off Show is also brought to you by BYU Dining, the classic BYU tradition. Have a scoop today. Siegfried and Jensen. Siegfried and Jensen has been helping Utah families for over 25 years. Also brought to you by Utah Honda Dealers. Now let's head live to the Mobetta's courtside seats and join Mark Durant alongside the voice of the Cougars, Greg Rubel. Good evening once again, Cougar Nation. Welcome back inside the Marriott Center for BYU and San Francisco. The Cougs 18-7 on the season, 7-3 in the WCC. USF coming in 16-9, 5-5 in the league. A BYU win tonight and USF's hopes of a top three conference finisher all but mathematically dashed. This is the BYU Store Cougar Tip-Off Show, brought to you by the BYU Store, official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. I'm Greg Rubel with Mark Durant, courtside. Statistician is BYU's sixth all-time leading scorer, Russell Larson. Jason Shepard hosts in the studio. Our control board operator is Jack Bagley, punching all the right buttons. Our coordinating producer is Terry South. Our BYU radio engineer is Barry Squires. Our broadcast interns, Nate Slack at BYU Radio, Jeff Carroll, and Connor Aced here in the Marriott Center. Great to have you with us on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. Well, one week ago tonight, BYU picked up a huge win over St. Mary's, and Jake Toulson picked up an ankle injury. It was severe enough to keep him out of practice basically all the way until Thursday at Portland. Then he goes out at Portland, scores 22 on 6 of 8 from deep, 8 for 10 overall. Mark, this team continues to impress, whether it's uh, playing half the season without Yoli Childs playing all of the season to tonight without Gavin Baxter or the Jake Toulson situation. This is proving to be a pretty scrappy and, well, certainly resilient group. Really interesting because, you know, Dave Rose decides to retire. You don't think you're going to have Yoli. You don't know about Toulson, obviously. You bring in Coach Pope, and you get those two guys back. Obviously, you don't have Yoli for the entire year. But uh, you got a new coach, so you still got to figure everything out. But it's turning out to me to be just one of the funnest years that you and I have done this, Greg. It's a fun team. They're they're playing so well, shooting the ball off the charts. I mean, as good as BYU's ever done from from shooting the ball. They've got some deficiencies, but what you hope, and, they, and they've had some real setbacks. But what you hope with this team, if you want to call them a special team, that they're going to learn from all that. They're going to get everything flowing at the right time, and it's getting close to that time. You've got to start. Really playing, putting all the pieces together, getting everyone healthy, and who knows what could happen with this team. Sky's the limit. And now, BYU could be getting another shot in the arm with Gavin Baxter yeah. available, willing to play now at the tail end of his sophomore season. Coach Pope telling us just moments ago that the plan is to put him in the game at some point tonight so that debut might come this yeah, evening. I mean, I think he's a real missing piece. We don't, can't expect too much from him too soon, but what he does bring is something that BYU really needs, that size and that length and athleticism at the rim. All right, coming up after the break, a conversation with San Francisco head coach Todd Golden as the BYU Store Cougar Tip-Off show continues live from the Marriott Center on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. This is the Cougar Tip-Off show. Let's head back live courtside and rejoin Brett Rubel. 
Well, since BYU joined the West Coast Conference, success against San Francisco had been a constant until just recently. BYU had that 11-game win streak over the Dons come to an end last year on the Hilltop. Then came the game here in which BYU gave up a 14-point lead at the Marriott Center and lost a second straight meeting. Then there's last month's game in San Francisco two weeks ago in which the Cougars again gave up another 14-point lead on the way to the L. The Dons have lost two of three, though, since beating BYU and are coming off a home loss to Pacific on Thursday, a game in which USF scored 13 first-half points. I spoke a short time ago here courtside with head coach Todd Golden about the up-and-down nature of the last couple of weeks for the Dons, highlighted by that big win over BYU. It was a great game. I thought a really resilient effort by us in the second half, and, and credit to BYU, I thought they played great. You know, they were 15 for 27 from three. I bet they would have liked to defend a little bit better in certain aspects of the game, but offensively they were remarkable like they've been all season, and uh, I thought that was a, a really good win for us to catapult us the rest of the way. And, and over the past month, we played great ball minus last Thursday where, you know, uh, a few flu bugs hit us here and there. We were a little out of sorts. And, uh, you know, I could just tell we, we were going to struggle going into that game. And we're kind of coming out of it. But tonight's going to be a really difficult challenge for us again. The game you played uh, on the hilltop against BYU, you're on the good end of a 21 nothing run. And the funny thing was that 21-0-1 was right off a 17-2 run by them, I yeah, think it was. Yeah, so it was, uh, man, it was honestly, you know, looking at that game, that was an incredible college basketball game. You know, there's a lot of, I think, 27 made threes in that game. A lot of incredible individual offensive performances. And, uh, you know, BYU, and I said this a lot, this is by far the best team that I've seen them have in the last four years that I've been at USF. Uh, just their combination of their talent, their unselfishness, uh, every guy can dribble, pass, and shoot on the floor for the most part. And, uh, you know, Coach Pope's done a really, really nice job getting this group of, you know, eight or nine guys to gel and, and, and play really well together. And I, I think they have a chance to make a deep run. The way you played against BYU at your place and the way you've played this year uh, had me really surprised about the 13-point half against Pacific. You know what? I, I, I take a lot of the blame for that. I, I thought our, myself and our coaching staff did a really poor job in the first half adjusting. Uh, you know, we knew Pacific was going to do some different things because we, we had a pretty good effort when we played them in Stockton. So we kind of went into it with the same game plan. And, uh, you know, we, we just did not do enough to adjust until halftime. And, and once we got to that point, we were able to open up a little bit. I think we had 35 points in the second half, and we didn't shoot the ball well at all all night. Um, but, you know, we didn't make a lot of shots, you know, shots like that we would normally hit. Uh, but I, I take a big part of that because, you know, that first half we were just out of sorts and their physicality really bothered us. And uh, we, we, we just weren't able to come out of it until halftime. You put a good run on in the second half and Pacific responded. Yeah, it was just too late. You know, anytime against a good team and Pacific's much better this year than they've been in the past, right. as you know, uh, you, you just can't spot them a 16 point lead at halftime, you know, and, and we had multiple opportunities to cut that thing down to one possession and, and didn't capitalize. But that margin of error in the second half was so thin and, and we've done it a couple times this year and uh, that we just we just ran out of gas and uh, hopefully we can kind of use that as a catapult tonight. And, and this is obviously going to be a much more difficult challenge than Thursday night was. So we, we have our hands full for sure. It would be easy to say shooting and leave it at that, but what else do you want to take from the first meeting with BYU right away that you would you would gladly accept right now? Uh, you know, I, I think we have a little bit of an advantage in the backcourt in terms of our quickness, and, and I think that stood out, especially in the second half. We were able to get them in some switches that I think bothered them. 
uh, in that 1-4 ball screen in the middle of the floor. We were able to get Shabazz and Bouye kind of in isolation opportunities with a lot of space, and that, that proved to, to provide good results for us. Uh, but I, I would say the two things that we really need to do a better job of tonight, number one, was we let them get way too many transition opportunities in the first half, and on your home floor especially, uh, you know, they're going to be a lot more explosive here than they were there, as crazy as that sounds. And then we have to do a better job defending the three. Uh, both things were at the top of our scouting report, and we just weren't able to execute it. Knock on wood, we had some incredible players step up that, that allowed us to walk out of there with a the win. But we can't count on that. We can't count on Shabazz going 10 for 10 or, or Bouye going what, 25 or 23, whatever he had. Um, and, you know, BYU is they're the fourth most explosive offense in the, in the NCAA right now, according to Ken Palm. So, uh, we're, we're going to have our hands full. I think they're they're pretty they're pretty special here on their home court, and we got to do everything we can to dictate tempo and make them operate in the half court tonight. All right, Coach Golden, thank you for the preview. We'll see you and the guys in Vegas. Yeah, thanks, a lot, Greg. All right, that is USF head coach Todd Golden. Time now for our UB the Judge feature, brought to you by Legally Mine. Legally Mine equals asset protection. Go to legallymineusa.com to learn what you can do to stop lawsuits dead in their tracks. Here's tonight's BYU basketball trivia question. BYU has shot 50% or better from the field in eight straight games, one game away from the school record set in 1988-89, the year before Mark Durant joined the BYU basketball program. So who led BYU in scoring and rebounding in that 1988-89 season? The answer coming up next on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. Welcome back to the Cougar Tip-Off Show. Let's rejoin Greg Rubel. BYU and USF, top of the hour. First up, the answer tonight's UB the Judge trivia question brought to you by Legally Mine. BYU shot 50% or better from the field in eight straight games, one away from the school record set in 1988-89, the season before Mark Durant joined the BYU basketball program, and things took a real upturn at that point. Uh, who led BYU in scoring and rebounding in that 88-89 season? Well, you, I, were, well you were a senior Provo High School. If I do not get this, what am I even doing here? It's the great, my friend, the great Michael Smith. Mike Smith that year, 26.4 points per game, 8.6 rebounds He graduated, per game. I came in, pretty even, swapped there. BYU picking up exactly where it left off. All right, a few final thoughts before tip-off coming up next. This is the BYU Store Cougar Tip-Off Show on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. The Cougar Tip-Off Show rolls on. Let's head back live, courtside. All right, getting you set for BYU and San Francisco here at the Marriott Center. BYU playing a quick pit stop at home before getting back out on the road for the next two. So they're playing three of four away from home, but they are the bottom three teams in the WCC. BYU already took care of Portland. They've got USF tonight. Got to get a home win, right? Then you're on the road for LMU in San Diego and Mark for a team. Desperately needing away wins. This is a good chance to get some, put them in the books. But as for tonight, no game more important than the one right in front of BYU. USF's a good team. I think it helps BYU all around. Uh, Of course, this time of year, every game gets bigger. You just can't afford any slip-ups. And obviously, getting swept by USF and and a home loss would be devastating. But then you go on the road next week. what, What encouraged me was how they played against Portland. They just took care of business, got it done. They can keep that attitude, get it done. They're going to be great. Tip off of BYU in San Francisco. Coming up next, 
This has been the BYU Store Cougar Tip-Off Show on the new skin, BYU Sports Network.